Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and neurospicy life coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. I talk a lot about emotional adulthood. And I don't know if I've ever made an episode about it. You know what? (laughs) I could have. I think the other week I literally like made an episode about the worst that can happen. And then like two weeks later, I was like, you know what? I have an idea. I'm going to do a podcast about the worst that can happen. I did it within like four weeks of each other. So if this is a repeat, then it's just because the universe really wants you to have this information and, and that's okay. So Emotional adulthood is a lesson I give my clients, I think it's like week three or four, and it is the pivotal homework assignment of your life, right? There is a moment before you understand emotional adulthood, and there is a moment after, and it is never the same. And through the practice of coaching week by week, you're literally building up your stamina and your capacity to be an emotional adult. You're integrating it. You're embodying it. It's beautiful. It's fucking fantastic. But first, we got to know the opposite. What is an emotional child? Emotional children have a really, really hard time managing their minds, managing and processing their feelings. They're in constant states of hot potato projection, meaning whenever they're experiencing a negative or inconvenient or fearful thought or feeling, they try to throw it on the person closest to them. And maybe even not closest, it could be the safest person for them. They're like, oh, let me project all my shit on you because I don't know how to hold it or handle it or navigate it. And this is inconvenient and I'm lazy. And that's kind of a judgment there. It's not exactly laziness. It's lack of education. It's lack of practice. And and by practice, I don't mean like sitting there thinking about it. I mean acting it out. It's like how you would practice a language. You speak it out loud. You have to actually embody what you're doing. So emotional children don't know how to take responsibility for what's theirs. In fact, they think what's theirs belongs to everyone else. It's a state of blame. We blame people in our past for where we are today. We blame our loved ones for how we feel negative or resentful or unhappy with where we are in life. We blame, we blame, we blame, we project, we project, we project, and we remain insecure and detached from our connection to ourselves. And this is so pivotal because your entire life experience is contingent upon how 
well, you can take responsibility for what's yours and then hand back everything that's not yours. And in emotional adulthood, we have this severely backwards. We hold on to a bunch of stuff that's not ours, stuff we can't control, people's business that is not ours, things that you know are never gonna be within our wheelhouse of making possible. And then we hand away everything we can't control. Everything that is in our wheelhouse, all of our personal business, we're like, here, does anyone want this? Because I don't. We have to reverse this. And my job is to compel you in a way that's enticing, right? That doesn't make it sound like hard, boring, stupid work that's painful and you barely get a return. No, this is life-changing, life-saving, powerful, empowering, confident building work. And so emotional children, we just have to kind of normalize it. It's not a problem to be an emotional child. It's nothing to be ashamed of or criticize yourself for. It is so normal. It would be crazy if you weren't right? Because you never were taught how to be an emotional adult. You didn't have someone there growing up to regulate your emotions with you, to redirect your mind for you, and to encourage your own bodily and human autonomy, which I talked a lot about last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. It's kind of a game changer. So with that devoid from your life, of course you're an emotional child. I was an emotional child until my late 20s. And and I'm not here to say I'm a perfect emotional adult and I never revert to, no, I would be lying to you. I'd be lying my ass off. Of course, I still have moments. I'm still a human where that programming comes online and I'm like, oh, this is how I'm responding. But it's experienced differently. I'm aware while I'm in it. I don't react ways that maybe I used to react. I don't make rash decisions. I just kind of let the storm blow over and then I self-reflect. And I'm like, okay, what the wind on there? Let me check it out. And, And so it's just all different, right? In the best way. So let me tell you about emotional adulthood. Emotional adulthood is when we learn to own up And take responsibility for all of our business, which means if you are so preoccupied with what your partner is doing, how they're spending their time, what choices they're making, what they're doing wrong, what they could be doing right, my friend, you're not an emotional adult. You're taking responsibility for someone else's stuff that will never, ever, ever belong to you and will never create the feelings of secure attachment that I promise you, you are looking for. What will create that secure attachment that you're looking for is when you hand it all back. And when you look at what are my decisions? What do I think is wrong about what I'm doing? What would I think would make it right? How do I want to spend my time? What are my habits like, right? That is your business. And we tend to focus it on someone or somewhere outside of us that we have absolutely no control. So we need to own up on where our focus laser is pointed and directly point it back at ourselves. People are very reluctant to do this. They tell a story of, it's bad to be selfish. Uh, If I do this, I will ostracize myself and be a dick to everyone. Uh, I will, you know, lose the people I love. And the opposite is always true. When you point that laser at yourself, you have more capacity to actually be intimate with someone you love, to see them clearly without your agenda for what you want them to be. You have the ability to, you have like a cup full excess surplus of compassion to give to others. When you're not pointing it at yourself, 
you're running on reserves. You are so low on compassion and the ability to hold space for others. But when you can do it for yourself first, you show up in a way where you have so much left over to give. That is the only reason I am able to hold space for all of my clients every week. If I abandoned myself, if I kept focusing on other people's business, I wouldn't have the stamina or capacity. And sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm like, I've reached my threshold at right around eight, nine clients. I'm like, okay, I've got to learn how to fill my cup a little more so I can add more clients because it is a lot, right? And so my compassion, my self-love needs to up a level. And, And I'm I'm very aware that I'm capable of doing that and I'm excited to do it and challenge myself and grow because that is my like number one value in life is growth and personal evolution and and being in that constant flux state. So being in emotional adulthood, it's only jarring and triggering the first few times and then it's like relieving and exciting and you're eager to, to have that switch at that at the very beginning feels jarring and triggering. So you have to work through the murkiness, the muck of, of thinking it's bad and wrong to focus on me and dangerous things will happen if I do so. None of that is true. That's just a safety mechanism in your primitive brain. That part of you that doesn't want to change, um, that's what it's doing. That's it. So once you understand that, once you have that awareness, you just have to talk to your brain. You have to reason with it. Okay, brain. I know you think that if I spend time on me, if I spend money on me, if I invest in my brain, that bad things will happen. People will leave me. I will lose everyone and I'll die alone in the woods. But what's actually going to happen is I'm going to be able to love people better. But most importantly, I'm going to love and hear myself better. My connections are going to be stronger. Amazing, beautiful things are going to come once I learn how to feel fill my own cup. And so we really need that open, safe communication happening when we undergo any form of change. Because yes, we're going to hit you with the first couple of jarring moments from switching to emotional childhood to emotional adulthood. And they are this. They are the confronting and and challenging you know, punches up against your ego the first couple times you do it. Your ego doesn't have your well-being in mind. It has your survival in mind. And so we have to kind of learn that we don't want the ego driving. And so when we learn, oh, okay, well, I'm putting all my focus on my boyfriend on not being good enough and it's making me feel like this. And he is not responsible for that. That is my decision. And I need to own up that I've been making that choice. Oof, that's jarring and challenging for the ego. The ego loves to sit and blame. It loves when it's boyfriend's fault. It loves when we don't have to take responsibility that we are making our choices and we get to dictate how we want to feel in any given moment. We decide what our future will be, not boyfriend. We're not waiting around in a passive seat of life waiting for someone to come save us. Well, actually most of us are, but what I'm saying is we're choosing that. That is not our only option. And so we really need this like almost shock to get us to wake up from it. And so it doesn't feel good. And it's, and sometimes people avoid becoming an emotional adult because they felt victimized in their life. And they think this work might somehow mean they're 
victim blaming themselves and letting abusers or or dangerous people off the hook and saying it wasn't their fault it was all my fault that is not what i'm saying and don't let that kind of reasoning and and what's the word you know rare outlier of an experience deter you from getting back in the seat of authority of your life, in the seat of your soul, in the seat of your heart, not your ego. The part of you that wants to evolve and feel different things instead of stress and resentment, right? So yes, there are scenarios, especially in childhood, where you were in probably dangerous or abusive situations and it wasn't your fault. But that shouldn't prevent you from today, right now, saying, and I choose how I want to feel and I get to decide how I want to show up starting now. And I don't want to make what happened in my past keep me from being an authority of my future. So there's nuance there, but being an emotional adult should and does feel incredible. And yes, sometimes it's confronting, jarring, challenging, even for me still to this day when I work through any arguments with someone in my head when I'm like doing the thought work about it before I go into conversation with them or when I find myself really frustrated with someone and really in that place of blame of this is definitely all their fault I do the work I turn it around and I go whoa and I'm equally at play in this and I'm can see all the areas I'm not being an emotional adult right now and I'm making them in charge of my business and that is not their job so I essentially want to get this in the hands of every human being, especially children, because it will make the entirety of our world a safer, more joyful place. It will make solutions quicker and better, and it will get humanity on a path of creating and innovating and working in more fucking harmony and less destruction and panic and chaos. So it would be nice. Don't forget to to join my program and learn how to become an emotional adult. I'd love to work through this with you. If you only join my program for just this, you would be winning. You would be winning life, my friend. But my program has so much more than that. It teaches you the self-coaching model. It teaches you how to communicate in relationships, what boundaries are, what boundaries aren't. It teaches you all about your brain. It teaches you about systems of oppression and internalized bias and the subconscious. And it is fucking worth millions. And I give it to you for the cheapest price ever. So I do have spots open. I'm working on increasing my self-love, my self-compassion so I can hold more space for more folks because I'd love to work with you. If that's you, if you're interested, all you got to do is go on my website, book a consult. If you don't see a consult on there for whatever reason, if if they're booked out already or if I haven't set them up for the month yet, all you need to do is reach out to me. I want a consult, okay? Because I have them available. So you don't have to go through the website. You just have to reach out to me and say, yo, I want to do this. Let's get started. I'll be like, yo, let's go. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful week. Don't forget to be an emotional adult. It's the best feeling in the world. It's better than winning the lottery. I promise you. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all 
the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human. Empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself, and on fire for your life again. Go to alishaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call, and I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.